0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off a new era for Scottish football. VAR will make its SPFL debut Easter Road for Hibs against St Johnston. Giovanni Van Bronker says finally, but Ange Postacoglu is not too bothered. And plenty more technological fun tomorrow with five big games including Heart Celtic and Rangers Livy. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. It had to happen. I've spent over 50 years getting it wrong talking about human beings. Now I'm going to get it wrong Talking about machinery But <laughs> VAR is here We need to have it And we need to get on with it And people need to understand it I'm looking forward to the weekend action Ten goals in the last two games for Celtic They've inflicted more damage In a short space of time than Liz Truss <laughs> well, uh, th- that's uh, you know there's something that I think that uh, everyone's been uh, waiting for for a long time. Obviously, the debate stands whether they should bring it in mid-season, Gordon. But uh, on the other side uh, uh, of of the coin, away from the the glamour, if you want to call it, of the big guns, it's the start of the Scottish Cup this weekend, and yes. for all the smaller clubs, that's where the dreams start. All those players that maybe don't get the chance to play at the very highest level have that dream. Can they get through? Trying to get into the next rounds, and then maybe draw the big guns later on. Come on then, 0141-951-1025 What is on your mind tonight? I think every, we're all united, Hugh In the respect of You can either love the idea of VAR yeah. Or hate the idea of VAR But everyone by now is Probably at least intrigued To see how it goes tonight To see how it goes over the weekend To see how we adapt To see what drama it'll throw up Whether you like it or not That's that's fine And we, we'll get to that But it, it, it does feel like a big moment for Scottish football this It is a big moment uh, And I read the former referee Steve Conroy Who was an official here for 19 years on the park He said today If we don't have it It makes Scotland a backwater And he's perfectly correct It is the way forward It is the modern world Scotland is And particularly the west of Scotland Is a place where Being argumentative Is a way of life well, you can just argue with the machine, but the machine's here and it's staying. Yeah, I mean, Jim, if you were to try and quantify it in terms of, you know, how how big a step this is, I can't think of anything as drastically different, to, you know, to mm-hmm. hit Scottish football for last Sunday when we played. Yeah. This just wasn't an option, and now you mm-hmm. you switch on tonight, and it's an entirely different. Decision making process Yeah absolutely Gordon uh, 100% agree with you I think it's the The, the single biggest um, You know uh, Change in our game the, uh, In a generation really You know I mean There's been wee tweaks To the rules And obviously League reconstruction All these things But to the actual game itself uh, I, I think I think this is something um, You know That uh, You know yeah, as, as you said We had to have Because we would have been Left mm-hmm. behind if, if it didn't happen My only concern Is that we don't use it As a finger pointing exercise At the VER referee you know because that's the referee that guy's going to be identified he's the guy in that room um, you know we have to accept decisions mm. you know none of us agree with them Good luck. you know yeah exactly but uh, as I said as long as um, you know they get most mm. of the calls right they won't get them all right but hopefully there'll be a, a significant um, improvement in the ratio of um, successful calls the great contradiction Jim will be that the people who have spent Months, maybe years Saying Ah 
This will never get any better until VAR comes in. Well, VAR <laughs> is knocking on the door right now, and it'll be in at quarter to eight mm-hmm. tonight. So you mm-hmm. now have to be as good as your word and say VAR will help. I think to sum up the size of this change, Jim, again, don't have to like it. And if you do or don't, then that's what we're here for tonight. 01419511025. What are you looking forward or not looking forward to seeing? What are your hopes and fears and dreams about VAR or nightmares, as the case may be? But it's going to change the playing experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to change the officiating experience, yeah. obviously. It's going to change the in person, in stadium experience mm-hmm. as a fan. Yeah. And it will change. The television experience And it might even change Your radio yeah. experience as well So that's the size Of the impact That we're going to see From tonight on Half yeah. past seven To I, be precise I think as you say the, the first thing I think For fans You know the, you know, Goals Every goal Has to be looked at mm. Every goal So straight away Celebrations You know We say that You know People have to take That deep breath And say right okay Once the VR looks at it Okay then we give They give the goal Or not give the goal um, but you know we've heard you know obviously it's been down south and there's still an awful lot of controversy and I think the the, the single biggest uh, criticism that goes down there is still consistency. It's how much consistency you get between one referee who's looking at it and another referee, particularly all these things about handballs and how much of a tug of the jersey, yeah. how much contact's been made. These calls will still be, mm. uh, you know, down, of down to the individual. Yeah, exactly, uh, Gordon. So again, as I said, these are things that. We will grudgingly have to accept, but as Hugh says, all the best. Maybe with it, p- particularly for us here, Hugh. We are we are self sabotaging. That that's what we do uh-huh. as a footballing yep. nation. And my wish for this, which will never ever happen, is that we're not unnecessarily hard on ourselves because we've watched. VR be rolled out in the biggest and richest leagues and competitions in the world and there were teething problems yep. and it didn't click straight away and maybe for some people it still hasn't but as soon as something goes wrong here it'll be ah typical Scottish football we can't even get this right straight away but no one got it right straight away no um, I, I thought that uh, the chief executive of the SFA Ian Maxwell should have Forgotten about saying it would be horrendous for the mm. first three months because you don't need to actively encourage people mm. to be anti VAR. However, this is the 21st century. Football said in the 21st century the naked eye was no longer reliable enough. Referees making decisions through no fault of their own that were shown to be incorrect needed help. Football invented VAR. It will minimise the mistakes. It will not eradicate the mistakes, but it will minimise the mistakes that are made. You either join the sophisticated world in the 21st century or stay in the 20th century, but the game's going forward. It's, it's a constantly evolving. One minute you've got VAR, never know. Mm. Hugh Keevans might come in with an iPhone <laughs> tomorrow. We'll see. 01419511025. Sean. Is in Pollock. How do you feel about VAR's debut tonight, Sean? Hi, guys. Uh, I I want I've wanted it for a wee while, but as I said to the producer, like obviously we're all going to struggle to start with. But the VAR is obviously coming in to help us, which is great. But it's the people behind VAR, like the referees, I don't think they're up to the scratch compared to other nations and they're making mistakes. So obviously, I do understand that there will be mistakes made. That's fine. That's football in it. But until the referees are up to a better standard, I feel like some of the decisions are still, like the, not the silly decisions, but like the, the baffling decisions are still happening. 
if the referees are so bad Then as you say Would they not Still benefit from a second look Because there's now a, There's a couple of layers there Sean isn't there There's someone else entirely Who's going to be looking at it And then if required The on-field referee Goes over and checks So I, I, I get what you're saying I'm not here to convince you That our referees are good Far from it But Surely this Helps then It's, it's just another look It definitely does It does But it's just Like I was at the Celtic game I think it was against Leipzig And the, the, There was a decision there That VR didn't even look at And I'm thinking that What constitutes A decision getting looked at If you know what I mean Like that's the biggest mm. competition The biggest European competition And they're, they're not looking at certain decisions So Just just so quickly on that What what decision though Because how do you know It wasn't looked at Well see I'm sure it was the, the Jackie Marcus At the back post It looked like a tug mm-hmm. Like I'm sure Was that not the criteria To get looked at Is that I might just be wrong I might be completely wrong But I thought that Would have been looked at Well the thing And this is the other thing That we're going to have to Maybe take a bit Of getting used to Jim Just mm-hmm. because Again there's a couple of layers mm-hmm. The VAR Is looking at everything Yeah The VAR is looking at Everything constantly mm-hmm. So they're watching the game They've then got another screen below which mm-hmm. is the game in a sort of delay for yeah. a few seconds behind. They've got an assistant VAR mm-hmm. and they've got a replay, replay operator yeah. who, who pulls it all together. So what might have happened, and by the way, I don't know, but what I would assume or what might have happened that night, in the example Sean says, the VAR is looking at Jackie Marcus mm-hmm. at the back post yeah. and says in the referee's ear, don't worry, you don't need to have another look at that. Yeah. Carry on. Mm-hmm. I get what Sean then feels like that wasn't checked. Why mm-hmm. wasn't it checked? But just because it doesn't get to the stage of, you know, the old uh, fingers, yeah. square, yeah. rectangle gesture mm-hmm. and going over to the monitor, that doesn't mean it's not been checked. No, uh, and again, as I said, there's got to be a clear and obvious error for the referee. And well, that's they, a problem though, isn't it? Because what does that mean? Yeah, but if they, if they, <laughs> if, again, if they don't think there's enough contact yeah. there, as I said, you know, I, I, understand, I remember the, the incident that Sean's talking about, a little kind of grab in the arm, and there obviously went, there, there isn't enough. In their opinion, again, that 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 should be overturned. The referees, um, you know, given the goal kick or whatever as he's given, so that that's that may be done very quickly. But the thing that like Sean was saying there, every fan will still want decisions yeah. to go there and their Sean, way, and it, and you will not get perfection. That's still an opinion, but. The referee, I agree with you, Gordon. The referees now, listen, we we can all criticise referees and it's one of the hardest jobs out there, but now they do have that opportunity to take a little breather and and, and not at the heat of the game and look at the the VAR and I think it will improve, but it won't be perfect because it's still... Mm. But we've also got to remember that not everyone, including fans, including us in here, are privy to the actual rules. I mean, sure. A lot of times we, we get the rules Not not to say what I'm wrong But we, we believe something yeah. And it's not quickly uh, Quite strict by the rules Sean conveniently overlooks the fact That in Leipzig Celtic mm. correctly Had two goals against them Disallowed because of VAR uh, And I, I think I'm not blaming Sean On an individual basis But I think With regard to the Gio Marcus uh, incident If VAR had shown that there was mm. no offence And the referee was quite right To let play go on I'm not sure That fans would say Oh well That's fine then um, I mean Sean What about the notion Of bringing it in mid-season? <sighs> I, I was at the, the, the point Where I was thinking It was either in at the start of the season Or it was in the next season But mm. we did need it in As, as ASAP as yeah. we could We did Definitely. Yeah. The other thing, and again, I've I've absolutely no desire because it's it's not even necessarily my belief for what it's worth. But 
this again about has been self-sabotaging the, the notion that well our referees are terrible and they're worse than all the other refs and therefore VAR won't work I watch a lot of European football Jim involving our clubs yeah. and I love watching international football as you know and, and I must admit I mean think about the VAR decisions we've seen for, mm. for our Scottish clubs think about the one that Alfredo Morelos didn't Get in his favour yeah, against Borussia yeah, Dortmund it, last yeah. season, and it was all because mm. the wrong angle was shown mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. The same referee, by the way, one of the top referees mm-hmm. in Europe, uh, Antonio Lajos, is it the Spanish guy, mm. is in charge for the Napoli game. Mm. Do you remember the penalty that he gave Rangers before it went to VAR? Yeah, yeah the yeah, handball. Do you remember yeah. Ukraine Scotland? The penalty mm-hmm. Scotland got mm-hmm. for handball. So I feel like on the continent, VAR just. Clears up these terrible refereeing errors, but here we are. We are already decided that our referees are mm-hmm. are so bad, and these are meant to be the best. I, I could rhyme them all off. What mm-hmm. about Conor Goldson's handball mm-hmm. in one of our Rangers? It, it goes even qualifier. deeper. It goes even deeper. It's not that they believe referees are bad; they believe that they did it on purpose. Well, to be mm-hmm. fair, I, I get there, there will be a lot of that, but don't put words in Sean's mouth because he's just talking about the standard, I, which is I, fair. I personally, for, for me, having managed clubs out with the old firm and having games and, and a lot of kind of high-profile games, if you want to call it that, I think that the other clubs will be happier because. We all feel and we all have felt managers and players that there's always been an advantage to the big clubs. Mm. You being a, a mother of well. woman, you tend to think that fans will influence things more and you know, atmosphere and all, all these size things. And, and obviously, listen, the pressure that they're on, and I get all that. The, the, the old firm fans won't think that, but when you're involved either as a player or a manager against it, you tend to think that the, 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 the if you want to call it the borderline decision mm. will go against you whereas VAR I think will help that so I, th- I actually think um, you know most certainly if not all of the other managers will be actually maybe happier because I think it might affect them a little did bit you, more than it does the bigger club did you well, hear what Ange Postecoglou had to say about I, it today? I will play it for you later mm. don't you worry but just because Jim specifically mentions it I'll play this Giovanni mm. Van Bronckers one first because he thinks it will benefit all clubs but especially attacking teams. Does that mean the bigger mm-hmm. clubs? Who knows? Uh, what do you think out there on the phones? Just like Sean and Pollock, 01419511025. I think it's good for the game that we finally have uh, have VAR in the country. I think it would help. It will help all of us. You know, uh, discussion points after the game, big decisions in games where the referee can have help. So uh, I think everyone will benefit from it. You know, if you're playing against a re- really you know, defending team, deep block, only defending in their own box. Of course, there will be many situations where it might be a penalty offside or not. It's, I don't think it's the bigger club or the smaller club. It's just, you know, where does the game uh, happen? Does it happen in your own box or, or you know, in the box where you're, where you're attacking? But in the end, if you are a dominant team, you will have, always have more um, moments and situations happening close to the goal. To his credit... Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has suffered poor decisions against Rangers As all teams do And has always been consistent mm-hmm. by saying Look, we don't have VAR There's no point in going on about this and arguing The referee took his decision VAR might have shown that decision to be wrong But until we get it, there's no point mm-hmm. in arguing Now, he's happy because he's got it And his point is valid You're obviously going to have the most contentious incidents happen in the penalty boxes. So the team that's in the penalty box most often mm-hmm. will, of course, be the one that either benefits or is disadvantaged by VAR. 
You were talking about Ange Postacoglu last week, Hugh. You think he's got us all figured out in yep. terms of uh, our weird and wonderful ways. And uh, he says there's too much focus on refereeing. He says that pundits and managers might be appeased, but he says he couldn't care less about VAR. I've never seen so much excitement about something that's... Um, oh, mate, I'm totally ambivalent to it. I, I think the best outcome for VAR this weekend is that we don't use it. it. means all decisions are right, but it's not like it's an exciting new signing or something. <laughs> that stuff doesn't rock my boat, mate. But I know others are really excited by it. Good luck to them. But I doubt anyone's uh, buying an admission ticket to see what VAR does this weekend. I think they'll be there to watch the football, hopefully, anyway. I've been here sort of... What, 16 months now? How many times have I mentioned referees after a game? I know it's a, it's a, it's a favourite subject up here and after a game, it's the main talking point for the most part. But it just does not interest me. I'm not excited. It's not going to change my coaching. It's not going to change how I talk to the players. Um, and yeah, to be fair, we, we've already sort of experienced it, you know, taking away the joking about it. I mean, we have it in Europe anyway, so it's, it's part of our process. I've been here now, like I said, 15, 16 months and on a weekly basis, all I've heard is managers or pundits complain about referees' decisions. So, you know, if this somehow makes them feel better about things, great, but it has zero effect on me. He's got us again. Every time he opens his mouth, he's got us in one. I have this mental image of Ange Postacoglu going back to Mrs. Postacoglu at night and saying, wait till I tell you this one. Wait till I tell you what they've done now. He understands. He is putting us in our place here by saying, this isn't a new signing coming in. Or why are you getting so excited? This is, bottom line, something that is supposed to help minimise mistakes. If the machine... Assist the referee and you prove that what was black is actually white, then that's a help to the game, to the referee. Yeah, but I, I, again, if you get back to, I think it was the Leipzig game and you were talking about the, the goal that was, um, um, it wasn't the goal, obviously, with the, 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 the disallowed one, uh, when the player was in the line with Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, the reporters spoke to Ange Postcoglu and he got a wee bit nippy with him because he said, Oh, you were lucky that that going event. Was the luck? It was good defending. We pushed it. We do that. We work on it. But if the VAR's not there, all his good work and all, all, all the training stuff is is gone for nothing because that's a goal. So listen, it, it, of course, um, you know you have to do the first thing on the pitch, and I get that. But I, I, I think he's he's underplaying the value of VAR now. I mean, listen, I, I'm not as, as great as fan when it first mm. came in like a lot of people because there was a lot of teething problems and I still think there's things they can quicken up and all these sort of things and handball's a nightmare for anybody you know but it, there is no doubt it, it will have a huge to, a huge impact on Scottish football just, absolutely no doubt about it just to pick up on one little thing that Ange Postacoglu said there he said that I don't think anyone's buying a ticket this weekend because of VAR my understanding is that Easter Road is a complete mm. sellout, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that that's priced very effectively that game tonight. But when it's on a Friday night, but I'm not sure if it's because of VAR. However, the game is also available on pay-per-view TV, and I I, I would take slight exception. I reckon there will be a few people out there. Will tune into that tonight because of VAR. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Sorry, I, I don't know. Maybe you'll know. Maybe I've missed it or something. But you know how in England, obviously, in, in particular, it's obviously in the Premiership, and they've got big screens. Mm. So has every Scottish no. club had to put in a big no, screen? No, 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 no. no. The, whatever clubs have existing screens, Celtic right. Rangers, Hart yeah. Hibs, the mm. graphic will be displayed on the yeah, VAR I mean, yeah. checking process. Mm-hmm. I believe Aberdeen and Ross County. I think last I checked, were planning on using the LED. 
Oh, the uh, board, the, the advertising the boards, boards that right, go around okay. the side, yeah. and all the remaining ones will be a stadium announcement by the, right, okay. the, the over the, the PA so system. It's still not quite up to speed. It is not. However, again, just to, to bear in mind when we make all these comparisons, because that was a concern of mine. Mm. Believe me, I don't think Anfield's got a big screen. Mm. I think that there are there oh. are big English Premier League grounds that that don't have. Mm. As big a screen as you as you might think. Aye. No, I'm just thinking again because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know the, the in stadium experience. Yeah, Communication is exactly. going to be key, the, key, the, isn't it? The in stadium experience, and I think fans want you know. Okay, what do you think? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get your calls in. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy Are here on the night VAR makes its SPFL debut Kevin Clancy Is checking that the machine is working uh, At Easter Road Just going through the pre-match checks Willie Collum of course will be the man Nice and wrapped up at Clydesdale House As they call it That's a term you're going to need to get used to It's Stockley Park in the English Premier League You'll have heard that Clydesdale House up here Willie Collum whether or not he's in his full referee kit I'll leave that up to your imagination <laughs> This game between Hibs and St Johnston Has become an utter irrelevance Other than Will there be a contentious decision Which introduces VAR What will be the first VAR decision In the history of Scottish football Lee Johnson and Callum Davidson Can forget all about football This is about Big brother Well that's always not nil-nil We need a couple of goals Because at least then oh, We yeah. have to then Look at the goals <laughs> So we want We want a few goals Let's bring in John and Lachwinock And see how he feels about it John How are you doing guys? Good How are you? Very well uh, I just thought We should remind everyone That Scotland went For the cheapest option Of VAR mm. I know a couple of companies That actually pulled out And walked away Because they wouldn't The SFA or Scottish leagues mm. Wouldn't put in What they were asking for I don't think that's Technically correct though John Is it? Um, I think it is. In what regard? Because you know, bearing in mind, this all has to be FIFA approved. Obviously, you know, you, you can't do this. You can't make up your own sort of version of it. So, as per FIFA requirements, you only need four cameras per game, and the Scott, the SPFL have gone for six cameras per game. Is that anywhere near as many as England or other leagues? No, of course not. But if it's two more than the bare minimum, then it can't really be described as the cheapest, can it? Eh. Uh... Well, I think if you look at the different bids that were put in, it is the cheapest. But, so whether, what we but would the cheapest not be the four-camera option? That's all I'm trying to establish. Okay, but no one was offering that. So no, they, no, but you're allowed to do that. That's what I'm saying. That the FIFA requirement, the bare minimum is the four cameras. Okay, I'll take it back. So we could have gone for a four-camera one, but the people that put in the bids, Scotland went for the cheapest bid. Now, it's not just the cameras, it's... Uh, Computer technology mm. that goes in there, the lines that go in yeah. there. The John, do you ever, just, just, sorry, just to, I want to be clear. John, are you able to? That my understanding also is that, that that's not strictly true. That Hawkeye was. I don't. I don't believe Hawkeye was the cheapest option. Are you sure? Am I sure? Uh huh. Yes. Where do you get your information from? Oh, by the way, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not going to go studs mm. in on John. I. I don't have any proof to hand right now either. My understanding is that there was a cheaper option than Hawkeye. John, could do, be wrong. do we never factor in the fact that this is a small country? It's and, Scotland, yeah, Scotland's uh, finances. And, uh, you know, the reason why our stadia don't all have big screens is because what do you expect at Ross County and what do you expect at St Johnston? No, but to be for John is not to be John has been specific. He's talking about you know the bidding process and the, the different providers that you could choose from. I, it's just an honestly held opinion, and I'm not tr- I'm not trying to to be clever about it. I honestly 
didn't think Hawkeye was the cheapest option. I thought there was a cheaper option on the table, but, but John, you seem to know differently. But we have VER, and that, that, that's the thing. Whatever level of VER, that's the best we can afford at this moment in time. Now, whether we can improve that in the next two or three years when if more mm. finance comes into the game, Gordon, then fine. There's, I know they were trying to get a sponsor for it, all that kind of stuff. You know, all these things, but as Hugh says, we've got to be mm. realistic. This is the first step of us getting yeah. VR in. I think we've, we should we should we should welcome it mm. and and let's 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 give it a good go before we start. We oh, start I said to it, the show that we, haven't, happen, though. we haven't even had a game yet, and we're looking to criticise um, it. Uh, look, John, listen, I, I don't even have any desire to fall out about it. You might be right. I don't think you are, but Hawkeye is a fairly reputable VR provider, is it not? I'm, I'm not having a go at the company that's actually going to do it. And I agree, Scotland's not got an awful lot of money in football. But I think when we are just to looking at... Jim was talking about looking at the big screens in England and you see it instantly. Mm. And all the technology that's there, we are used to a Champions League stand. We are just to watching VAR in England in the Champions League. But what we are going to get is the Scottish version. So I hope it works. The company, they're doing it. I'm not slagging them off. It's going to be good. But I think our expectations of mm-hmm. everything's going to be all singing, all dancing. No, I yeah, don't think I, I think no, I, that. I think that I think that is a very interesting point John makes because you could you could apply this to various walks of Scottish football life. We are unfortunate in that we're joined on to the richest league in the world. Yeah, and so although I was I was being I'm splitting hairs with John over four and six cameras in English Premier League. You're talking twenty odd and, and thirty odd. I think at some games so. It, it might it might look different, and fans might need to get well. Of course, it'll look around different, that. You know, because we don't have the same high standard of ground that they have down south. There's a perfectly good reason for that because they've got lots of money and we don't. Um, so therefore, there are, will be people who hope that the Scottish version of VAR fails, so that they can say, "I told you so." But we really do have to get on, and we really do have to be fair and give it a chance to succeed rather than condemn it before mm. the first game has been played nah, listen John says he hopes it works he's just he's I think we have to embrace it. That, that's the thing. And then, you know, give it give it, you know, the, the best chance we can possibly do. Listen, there'll be arguments anyway, even as you as you mentioned, Gordon, even with the top of the, the range mm. VR down south and in Europe, there is arguments every week. Watch any sports programme, the debate you know, you know Sky mm. do it on a Monday when they get the referee, Demet Gallagher goes over all the VR. <laughs> there's never a weekend gets past when there's not some contentious decisions, and that's with the best. So that that's football and debate and argument. That that's all part of it. If we, you know, we still we still need that a wee bit, or else uh, you will we'll all be a job here. The best thing I can <laughs> tell you is I have a twenty quid Nokia, as everyone knows. Lady <laughs> Kevens has a smartphone. When we are in Anstruther. The smartphone doesn't work And the 20 quid Nokia does There you are So <laughs> our version of VR Might be more reliable Is that what you're telling us? Absolutely Good analogy Hugh Yeah It was good actually It was only last week Was it Leeds Arsenal Communications went down or something yeah. And a 40 minute delay to, If it can happen to them Hugh Correct It can happen to us Anyway uh, Thanks John That was an, an interesting take on it Maybe not some of the, the Stuff we've heard before So that was good I appreciate you uh, Getting in touch uh, Nadine what do you think on it? Hi Gordon. Um, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I can, I can sense 
from your voice, Gordon, that you're really, really excited about this. No, I think uh, intrigued is definitely the word, Nadim. I'm not sure about excitement. I've always sort of, I, I kind of wanted to resist it. It's a bit, it kind of sucks some of the soul out of it. That's the way I used to feel. I'm now just intrigued because it's upon us. Right, okay, intrigued. Uh, I'll take that as exciting. But anyway, so I think, I think, well I think, uh, <laughs> I think uh, a lot of it is going to is going to come down to still the refereeing decisions in the first place. So rather than going on about VR and talking about it till the cows come home, why don't we look at improving the quality of a refereeing on the pitch rather than having to you know go off the pitch to VR and find out? I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. There's a a marked difference. And I know there's a lot more money in the English game. We talk about it all the time. I, I absolutely appreciate that. But there is a marked difference in the refereeing quality in Scotland as compared to down south. So, you know, yeah, we can talk about that, 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 that. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not against that. Absolutely, I'm, I'm for it. I think it will improve our game overall going forward. There's no doubt about that. But I think the referee, the refereeing on the pitch needs to improve as well. And just one other thing, Gordon, that I want to pull you up on was I think one of the callers, a couple of calls maybe before me, I spoke about the Joe Marcus um, incident where you said that how do we know it wasn't checked? And you know because because the guy was unaware that it had mm-hmm. been checked. I watched that game and when, when penalties generally get checked, yeah, a penalty that, check on going. Yeah, I do take yeah, that. I take yeah. that point to be fair. Yeah, but I just mean in terms of the the constant process of it, you know, of, of the VR watching it at all times. What do you think, Jim? The I think the team would rather spend the money on full time refs. Essentially, is is what he's kind of getting at. Again, I say, listen, you know, I think the problem that we have in Scotland is we don't have a huge amount of personnel in terms of referees. We don't have a lot of options at the top top level. So, you know, the referees, uh, for want of a better phrase, are recycled quicker. You know, they come round quicker to the bigger games and we see them more often, I think. But, you, you know, I, I still feel that they're not as bad as, 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 as um, you know, everyone makes out. I don't think they're perfect. Of course they're not. But I still look at, as I said, if you if you want to compare it with England, even Europe, particularly because we see so much of the the Premier League, I think some horrendous decisions down there as well. VAR exists on a global basis because there's no such thing as an infallible referee in Spain and Germany and Italy and France. They have referees who made mistakes. Therefore, football. Brought in VAR to assist the referees Scottish football may not have the best referees in the world I'd like to know which country does have the best referees in the world but VAR Because whatever country it is won't agree that their yeah. refs are the best in the world by so, the way VAR <laughs> the exists It exists within football Because the naked eye was no longer good enough in the modern day So football brought in something to assist the referees or singling out Scotland Or Nadim is singling out Scotland Because it's a favourite hobby horse But VAR exists because In Spain, in Italy, France, Germany Anywhere you want to go The same problems exist with referees I'd, I'd love to be there See wherever it is Jim The notion that there's a country out there That goes Yeah, yeah our refs are the best By the way It's <laughs> yours None of the rest You can't compete yeah. Our refs and are the best And ask any of the managers Or players that are involved In those uh, th- those games In Italy And, and uh, you know As you say France, Spain etc But I think as I said Even, even with the uh, you know the, the the major games in in, in England. There's there's always, as I say to you, these decisions that uh, the referee, um, the, the the referees are under s- scrutiny, and it's because of of the cameras and the spotlight and the focus, and obviously, of course, the the finance and the pressure that's on managers. 
you know, there's no doubt about that. We see managers losing their jobs so quickly these days. We've just seen, um, you know, obviously Steven Gerrard losing his job the other day there. Brendan Rodgers was under immense pressure. You know, the Wolves manager <laughs> just lost his job. So mm. on and so forth. So all of these things means that every decision the referee makes has got consequences, not just for that actual result, but perhaps to the livelihood. And, and I think that's unfair. It's an unfair burden on referees. So for me, just referee the game, get as many decisions right as you possibly can. And any of the ones that are now borderline, we have an opportunity to try and rectify yeah. it. That's all we can say. And, and I think that, you know, Willie Collum tonight will sit there. And I think actually for somebody like Willie, with all his experience, is actually ideal mm-hmm. because he he doesn't have the pressure of the game on his shoulders. Do you think overall, though, Nadim, I, I obviously understand the concerns, but let, let's say, well, I mean, in theory, it's going to clear up off sides because that's an objective mm-hmm. process. We'll now know whether someone's on or off. So straight away, that should be a boost. And then, and I'm, I'm underselling this, I'm sure they hope that it's going to be better. Even if it was to, even if it was to increase the number of correct decisions by a few... Percent would it, not, would it not still be worth it when you add that to the the offside? It's definitely worth it, Gordon. So I, maybe picking up wrong. I'm not saying it should be one or the other. I don't, I'm not saying you know um, let's let's improve the refs and get rid of VAR. I think you can do a, a, you know it can be a double approach. You definitely spend money on VAR, but also increase. Uh, the quality of our referees, but I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you, you all get offside decisions. I think, I mean, I, I, I disagree a bit with Jim there. I, I, Jim said earlier on that it might be an equaliser for the smaller teams. I think because it's going to it's going to benefit the attacking teams. I think it could open up even more of a gulf between Rangers and Celtic in the rest of the league. If I'm honest, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it will benefit the league overall. Ah, I've seen the team. This is this is you're speaking to a guy who's stood in a oh, <laughs> the away dugout at Celtic Park in Ibrox many times and thinks that the wee teams don't get anything mm-hmm. when they go there. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, not 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 just uh, those two venues, but you're under you're under enormous pressure. Um, you know, for most of the game, you know, your backs to the wall for a lot of the stuff. Home and away, uh, uh, so obviously I, I, I disagree with Nadim. I think that uh, you know there's been incidences, incidents, sorry, and and goals, and you know either for or against uh, when when uh, you know you feel hard done by, and you know you've been hard done by, but you know you, there's nothing you can do about it. Whereas VAR, um, I, I think would help, and I think it will help the the, the clubs. I mean. An incident just a couple of weeks ago, we discussed that Declan Gallagher making a tackle uh, at Ibrooks, and um, you know the referee gives a penalty two nothing the Rangers. Rangers then going one four nothing comfortably. You know that 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 sort of thing. You know, and uh, listen, you're right in the demon. One aspect is that, and Giovanni Van Brockhurst is right. Well, is the amount of pressure that they put on. There'll be more and more tackles to look at. There's no doubt about that, and there'll be more decisions that will be dis- uh, you know have to be decided by VAR. But I still think. The smaller clubs will have a, you know, a, a better chance, uh, you know, um, you know, for those borderline decisions that they would never normally get because it's it's silent when you go to Ibrox or Celtic Park because you've only got a wee tiny amount of supporters there, so you don't hear it and you've not got sixty thousand fans berating the referee for ninety minutes. Well, it's good fun finding out, I'm sure. Thanks, Nadim. Again, some interesting points being raised tonight. All good fun. Let's run this past you before we go any further. Super Scoreboard European football coverage with MoyerAndSweeney.com The top team for your defence ah, See, we're used to VR on the European football front We're getting it in the league now uh, But just a quick mention for Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Still sponsoring our European football coverage here uh, Back with two extended shows again next week Real Madrid Celtic uh, at the Bernabeu on Wednesday Napoli 
against Rangers in Naples. Um, and thanks to Moyne Sweeney Litigation, we are giving you the chance to win a 60-inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD Hue TV, Hugh Keevens. No? Is it better than the Nokia? It is, and VAR decisions will look great on it. That's all you need to know. So head to Clyde1.com for your chance to enter and to find out more. Thanks again to Moyne Sweeney Litigation, and we'll take more of your calls next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here It's 0141-951-1025 It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter And we're now just 40 odd minutes away uh, From first, the first ever uh, VAR match in the Scottish Premiership It's Hibs against St Johnson Kevin Clancy the ref The video assistant ref is Willie Collum I suppose Jim When we keep talking about um, You know it'll take time To get mm-hmm. used to it I think maybe even f- We're meaning you know The refs and the system And the technology yeah. And the communication But maybe even us as fans as well Like I know people have watched on And watched other mm-hmm. leagues But I've still seen a lot This week almost uh, How would I describe it Surprise That it's it's only the four uh, yeah. You know criteria yeah. That get looked at It's just goals It's just penalty box mm-hmm. incidents yeah. It's just red cards And that does not include Second yellows yeah, It's right. straight red mm-hmm. cards only Or mistaken identity yeah. So it's nothing else And that that's consistent Across the board mm-hmm. That's like an IFAB thing mm-hmm. That's not our version So If the ball goes out mm-hmm. For a corner And it shouldn't have been A corner mm-hmm. And they score from that corner mm-hmm. The goal w- The goal would still stand Yes I'm Not sure we'll be too far away From hearing complaints About those types yeah. of things Even though that that that's always the way it's been. You're right, Gordon. You'll get people who will be frustrated about a decision, but it doesn't fall on under um, the remit of you know what VR will be looking at. Uh, and then obviously, <laughs> if they phone up, we'll just explain that to them because that that's the case. So we are. Um, a super scoreboard VAR as well I think but that that's that's the way that, you know the, as I said to you the decisions that are there the, the crucial decisions you want I think the biggest mm. concern and, 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 and this is the same down south was is when it's in transition you know someone has an attack the attacking and, yeah, phase the, of the play players, yeah. and then, they call it. yeah and then you know, there's maybe a tackle or a handball mm-hmm. or something in the opposing box and then the opposition uh, yeah. the other team goes up the pitch and scores a goal that's when you know the, the the big decisions are are made. Uh, you know, and 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 that's when it can cause you know a lot of controversy. But again, these things will, will probably happen maybe once or twice a season. They're not they're not a um, something that will happen. It's not a common occurrence in the game, but it might happen on occasion. Mm. And again, as I said, what we have to do is is look at the big percentages. And is the is the is the percentage you know significantly improved? Is the decision making significantly improved? Getting it correct. And if we do that, I think that's mm. that's all we can ask for. Uh, William is on the line. What do you think? Good evening, guys. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Uh, it's just uh, I hope it does. I thought what VAR does is I hope it doesn't get us bogged down in stats. You know, uh, I was mentioning that, and I think you know you can. There's, I think there's three or four big decisions in a game, and you're hoping that it, the irons they ones out. You know, but see, like so the. How many goals it's? Uh, how many goals it's been chopped off, or how many goals it's uh, been awarded for, all that kind of stuff. You know, I think that'll take the the fun out of the game for me. You know, if people start talking about how many how many goals have been chopped off for VAR and how many goals have been rewarded with VAR and all that kind of stuff. You know, that, a very simple thing here, William. A very simple thing here. You've got to take each game in isolation. 
You've got to hope that what would once have been a mistake that went uncorrected becomes a mistake that is corrected. It is Scotland joining the modern world. Mm. But we don't do that though, do we? Do you, how long will it be before we get a call which says... In 1994 well, there was no, a penalty no, given no, to someone even, if we had VAR then that would not have yeah, been given. But, but even <laughs> in a more sort of narrow example, so tonight for instance Willie Collum's the VAR, the next time Willie Collum is the VAR in a couple of weeks, if there is the perception that he had even had a different opinion on a seemingly similar incident yeah. that night than, than he yeah. does tonight... We collect these things And that's we, what William's yeah. fearful of A great old joke From the trade union days Jim Where the shop steward Addresses the shop floor And says right We've spoken to the management You're all getting A thousand pounds a week extra And from now on You work a one day week You only work on a Tuesday And a voice from the back says What? Every Tuesday mm. So that's mm. the attitude of mind That you have in Scotland <laughs> <laughs> Um I mean, William, I don't know how much of other leagues you watch or pay attention to. I think the English Premier League's obviously sort of in your face sometimes, whether you whether you want it or not. And and they do spend an awful lot of time speaking about VAR, don't they? Is it is it inevitable? I think it probably is inevitable. You know, I think uh, talking about VAR uh, takes away for the the game that we're watching. I think you know, I mean. Obviously, Celtic's been involved and clubs have been involved in Europe and, and VR's been involved in it, you know. I don't watch the English game, so I'm, I'm turned off to it. I'm, do, I'm doing really well turning off to it. So, <laughs> uh, I just like my Scottish football and I like my national Quite football. Right. You know, so Quite right. Quite right. Um, turn off I, I, to it, you I know. Mean, you, but listen, you're going to have to get with the message here. It's the 21st century. Who would have thought this is the guy trying to drag us into the twenty four times? Yeah. But see, you're going to get the wrong listener. Moaned, moaned, moaned. Tony Bennett tape. I'll listen to Tony Bennett VHS. and watch the game on the telly. <laughs> and it, but we've got to stop moaning. We've got to take it at face value. Get on with it. Where previously, and I, I, I think William, by the sound of it, might be a Celtic fan. Where previously, you would have lost five one. RB Leipzig in Germany VAR turned it into 3-1 Because it corrected two mistakes I wonder Jim as well about You know players The Celtic and Rangers mm-hmm. players The international players mm-hmm. Will have had some experience yeah, course, before yeah. For everyone else mm-hmm. um, Well I was going to say small things But it can be quite annoying mm-hmm. This notion now that You know the offside flag will stay down Yeah Really until Yeah you will all get frustrated um, with that, Until the action is, is concluded you might, Which you know Because yeah. you might as well There's no point in putting it up And then play yeah. stops and, and you get it wrong mm. Which which could happen um, So you know for, for players it might take a Little bit of getting, would, that be yeah. the, would that be the main example You can think of as a as a player, a way that you'd have to tailor your behaviour, I get you know maybe celebrating a goal takes yeah. the shine off that. No, I, I think that because it's automatic. If you have, I haven't been used to it, Gordon. And I know maybe teams have tried, maybe maybe practiced it in, in, in training. You know, maybe play on if it's a, if, if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's a marginal offside, play on. Like, how do you react? But you know, players have you know you see all the time stand with their hand up because they know the players offside or they think the players but now they offside. Now need to go and chase back. Now, exactly. To make sure. Now they have to make sure they react quickly because it might someone in their blind side might be a fraction mm. as we've seen it a toenail onside. So they have to react to that. So they have to be switched on a lot more. And I think the other thing is, you know, when defending, you see so many players. Listen, we saw we, we, the Jim Goodwin get banned for having making comment on Ryan Portis. Players sometimes don't look at the ball that they can almost try to block players, and obviously the little gentle tugs that we, you know, you get away with in Scotland, you, you won't get away with now because VAR can pick it up. 
Um, so all, all those little things that players have done by habit over the last umpteen years, they have to change those habits now because if they don't, then they'll fall victim to, to VAR and they'll be given mm, penalties away. Yeah, Tony Forrest sent a message, says, got to add a Monday night super scoreboard VAR section listening <laughs> on my way home from Birmingham. Don't give them any ideas. No, no, That's no. all I've got to say on that topic. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it's Pete the Pundit time There'll be no VAR checks on this Even though we had a we, Did we have a stewards inquiry? I think we've had a couple this week That's our, our equivalent um, Hopefully it's straightforward You come on here You get more questions right than Jim or Hugh And you win a signed ball It's that simple So 01419511025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're now less than 30 minutes away From the VAR debut This seems <laughs> weird doesn't it like Countdown um, Nadim said I seemed excited earlier on I'm now just Very very interested To see how it goes I'll, I'll admit that much If Ryan Portis had any decency He'd commit some kind of foul In the first five minutes So that we can get VAR well, to Listen, examine it There's a bit of pressure on For something to happen In the first half an hour Before we go off Yeah. And see if they don't Don't worry Because Celtic's trip to Tynecastle Will surely deliver Tomorrow. At five o'clock tomorrow You put on your hard hat <laughs> I'll put in a gum shield We'll get the mushroom and the dazzler In protective clothing Because at five o'clock tomorrow evening The VR hotline can put the kettle on for it Bring it on Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time. You know, every like I, I know how many people listen to this show, and it's a lot because we, yeah. well, we can we can see and we get the listening figures. But every now and then, I get a sort of left field example just to remind me of how many people are listening to every word. Producer Callum has ruined my Thursday night, Friday morning, and Friday afternoon because uh-huh. the number of people that sent me messages because we said. <coughs> he said <laughs> That Matt O'Reilly was younger than Leela Abada On mm. last night's Beat the Pundit My word But I take it as a compliment Because it means people are listening very intently So don't Absolutely make any mistakes should. tonight yes, exactly. uh, Brian Have we ever had a Beat the Pundit contestant From Ontario, Canada Brian, how's it going? Gordon It's a pleasure to be on the show Brian, How are you doing guys? I am Good, Brian. brilliant I must admit Brian This is very Presumptuous of me I was just expecting A Scottish accent What's the story? Have you been in Canada So long You've lost the accent Have you always lived there What's the What's the story? It's, my dad emigrated Over here in the 70s And I'm First generation Canadian Diehard Celtic fan um, Whole family's from Scotland So first generation Listen to the podcast Every day uh, Absolutely love it Great entertainment what did I just say About the number of people That yeah. listen to Hugh Keevans That's incredible I Brian. think Out of decency We should sing O Canada To Brian I, I thought you were going to say You should let Brian win On Beat the Pundit No I'm not saying You should at least send him a ball and I was, Surely listen, I, Win or lose I, 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 I think Knowing you two He might, he might me, just Me and Hugh will ch- chip in For the, for the postage He might just earn the ball anyway I think <laughs> it might be okay Brian I will toss the coin then Heads It will be Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Jim Duffy Look at Callum's face The thought of shipping the, the ball <laughs> um, I've dropped it and everything Right let's do it again quickly It is Heads It's Hugh Against Brian in Canada So Hugh we give you something else to listen to I can't promise you Tony Bennett But I'll try 
Here we go And uh, Brian I'll read them nice and quick To make allowances for any delay That we've got on there Okay Absolutely Good man Your 30 seconds then is on the clock And your time starts now Who's played more league games for Celtic Callum McGregor or James Forrest Callum McGregor Davy Weir won the Scottish Cup with Rangers And which other side Kilmarnock How many clubs has Kieran Tierney played for professionally Two Name either capped Scotsman who scored in the English top flight this season John McGinn Name any scorer for Rangers in their Europa League semi-final legs last season uh, Morelos Name the only Scottish Premiership side yet to receive a red card this season Oh boy um, I'm going to say Celtic Okay let's bring back Hugh I have to warn you I think they're tough tonight Oh dear I think he's been stung by the Matt O'Reilly Leah Labada criticism last night Producer Callum And uh, I think they are tough you ready? Okay Same set of questions Let's go Who's played more league games For Celtic Callum McGregor Or James Forrest James Forrest Davy Weir won the Scottish Cup With Rangers And which other side Falkirk How many club sides Has Kieran Tierney Played for professionally Two Name either capped Scotsman Who's scored in the English top flight This season John again. Name any scorer for Rangers in their Europa League semi-final legs last season. Alfredo Morelos. Name the only Scottish Premiership side yet to receive a red card this season. St Mirren. And Scott McTominay's only goal for Scotland came at Hamden against which country? Israel. Okay, okay. Brian, how did it go? I I think he just got me there. Well, let's find out. I thought they were tough tonight. Uh, who's got more league games for Celtic, Callum McGregor or James Forrest? There's not that much in it, but I'm afraid, Brian, it's James yeah. Forrest. It's 279 to 254, so Hugo's one in front. Davy Weir won the Scottish Cup with Rangers and? Hearts. Hearts. <sighs> so none of you got that right. Mm. Kieran Tierney, easy one this, Celtic and Arsenal. 100 mm. games for Arsenal as of mm. last night. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Good innings. Um, always good to see Scottish players going down and doing well. So it's two one to Hugh. You both fell for the John McGinn trap. He's not scored she in the Adams. top flight this season. Oh no! Mm, she Adams or Ryan Christie. So much so that I quickly gestured to producer Callum to check, but no no goals for John McGinn. You both also went Alfredo Morelos. Didn't he miss the semi finals due to injury? So it was Tavernier, Kamara. Brian, Brian, what are we doing here? <laughs> I forgot Tavernier probably had a penalty <laughs> Ah see the theories even make their way All the way across the Atlantic <laughs> um, Tavernier, Kamara or Lundstrom So it's still 2-1 to Hugh It's tight here um, The only Scottish Premiership side Yet to receive a red card Is Hibs Ooh. Will that change With the introduction of VAR tonight Still 2-1 to Hugh Hugh your cynicism, cynicism Doesn't work out you know. But, Potter, but Brian ran out of questions And Hugh managed to put a bit of gloss on it Scott McTominay scored against Israel So it was a 3 for Hugh And a 1 for Brian But Brian you have made my night Your enthusiasm and support for this show All the way from Canada Is humbling I thank you so much Thank you so much guys Take thank care you, Brian. Brian Cheers Brian that was all the way in Ontario, Canada. Brilliant. Yeah. Love that. And enthusiastic about it as well. Yeah. He was loving it. So he's listening to the podcast every day. I've yeah, got a theory fast. that Brian properly knows his stuff as well. They were just they were tough questions. They were tough. But Hugh pulled Israel out just by, yeah. you know, a process of like we played them about ten yeah, times. That's it, exactly. <laughs> it was quite, quite one times that was my, against them. My only thought process. It must be Israel. Yeah. We play them every fortnight. Aye. Yeah, a calculated guess because mm-hmm. 
Honestly with no offence meant I thought you were going to get that wrong I yeah. thought there was no chance you would get that There we are Shows what I know 01419511025 uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Look, VAR is very intriguing to use the, the words that we mentioned earlier. We're not far away. And in fact, in the first half hour of that game uh, at Easter Road, we'll keep an eye on it and, and tell you if there's anything you need to know. If you want to talk about actual other footballing talking points, please do uh, come on down and let us know. Here's one for you Rangers fans you might be interested in because it's been quite a week. I'm not sure I've had too many nights on this show where our teams have been booed off after a win. Uh, and that was the reality for some Rangers fans. We had a good old debate about it last night. So Giovanni Van Bronker spoke today uh, and was asked, obviously, about how that feels and, and what needs to happen. And he does, you know, he's very keen, he says, to get Rangers fans back on side by turning on the style against Livingston tomorrow uh, with points and goals as well. The big teams, the big clubs, you know, the standards are really high. It's about winning games, but also, as you said, you need to entertain and you, you have to win in the right manner. So that's something we need to improve, you know, uh, keep, keep, keep winning, but also improve our, uh, our game. And then not only for one half or 60 minutes or even 70, that if we have that for 90 minutes, then you, you have the results we had against Hearts away or home, you know, the 4-0 win. And um, I think that's the, the most important thing we have to... Uh, we have to do to make sure the fans leave uh, the stadium after 90 minutes, after a convincing win and, and a convincing play, and that's uh, that's our focus. The notion of being booed after a win, Hugh, yeah, is that just a byproduct of our extremely demanding football city? I'll take it back to Liverpool scoring seven at Ibrox. The shock waves are still reverberating. Mm. The game against Motherwell, Rangers were poor. They were even worse against Dundee. At the same time. Over the two league games, Celtic scored 10 goals. Uh, I, well, not, not two league games, the big pardon. One league game, one cup tie. Celtic scored 10 goals against Hibs and Motherwell. Celtic are flying over those two games, and Rangers look as if they're playing in a frogman's outfit. I think Rangers won both those games. <laughs> and and that, mm. that's the thing. And I think that the, the fans have to understand that as well. You know, they have to play their part. The Rangers fans, you know, listen, you know, at this moment in time, Rangers are only two points behind Celtic, you know, it's, you know, and, and mm. not playing, you know, as well. I get what you're saying, and I totally agree. I think the the Liverpool result definitely, uh, you know, had a, a major impact on, you know, perception, if you want to call it, and yep. how Rangers are. But I think that, you know, f fans will criticise players, cri criticise managers, but when a team is just down a little bit and dropped a little bit, Fans can play a major role, a major role if they create atmosphere and adrenaline and transfer it onto the players because the players are needing that. And in this moment in time, I think the Rangers players are needing that vocal support from their mm -hmm. own fans. Um, there was a lot of ground covered at that press conference today. Mark, who's a Rangers fan on the line, anything that jumped out for you? A couple of things, Gordon. Am I right? I've just watched the press conference. Am I right in saying you were there today? I was, yes, indeed. Okay, we could hear you in the background. Okay. I'm lucky. Ask the first three questions, I know. Um, right, well, my point is, first question, biggest concern I've got is that he didn't appear to be under pressure at that press conference. I don't mean by the questions that you were asking, but I mean, I don't believe... Do you believe, from seeing him today and Hugh and Jim and their experience, 
he's under pressure because I, as a supporter, and many of us, I would say the majority now, are not happy with the manager at all. I don't think he inspires the players. We're not just recovering from the Liverpool game. We are trying to recover from the Celtic game months before. Um, so he should be under big pressure. Um, do you think the board have put them under pressure? Um, because the team are not playing well. I don't think he can inspire the support. I don't think he can inspire the players. The football's terrible, shocking. The signings have been shocking. Um, and we're, we're not at all happy. Obviously, this is all coming in the day that, that Stevie G was, was sacked. So, it, it's, you know, it just reminds us of everything that's happened in the last 12 months. Yeah. So, it's very noisy, Mark, yeah. in the background, but even more appreciative then that you take the time out of your busy schedule to call us. Just quickly... To answer Mark's direct question I didn't know I didn't think he seemed Under pressure or tetchy In fact I think it was Arguably the most expansive I've ever seen him Speak I mean, Whatever that If he doesn't look for. Under pressure That's a good thing Because if he's mm. sitting there In front of you A nervous wreck Stuttering and stammering yeah. That's a bad thing yeah. Because it shows that he Feels overwhelmed by what's going on I think Ultimately though Mark want, Wants him to be under pressure In the sense that Mark feels he's Close somehow to losing his job and doesn't get that impression. I, I'm quite, I'm quite sure that the Giovanni van Bronckhorst in the dressing room will be an entirely different person from the one who appears in front of the media. But you cannot go in front of the media and come across mm. as somebody who's panicking. He's got to keep his composure in front of the media, and I would not mm. bring Stephen Gerrard into this uh, argument in any way, shape, or form because when Stephen Gerrard got a chance. To dump Rangers and go somewhere else That's what he did Jim Let's, let's move on slightly from being The sort of amateur Psychologist Body language mm -hmm. experts On Giovanni Van Bronckhorst the, the, the main sort of crux of Mark's point is He Would expect Giovanni Van Bronckhorst To be under pressure yeah. And he's asking you Is he? I think um, Any manager of a top club Is under pressure yeah. If they don't match the expectations Of the club you know, and if, if the club's expectations are to win trophies, mm -hmm. um, you know, to be challenged for title, he's he's done that as far as I can. So he won the Scottish Cup, got to the final of the Europa League. They're in the semi-final mm -hmm. of the of the of the first tournament cup this year. They're second in the league, two points behind now. I, I, listen, I know they're not playing well now. I know there's certain players, particularly likes of Ryan Kent and Morelis and stuff like that, who are way, way below the standards. As far as signing's concerned. I'm led to believe that it's not down to Giovanni, uh, sorry, Giovanni Van Brockhurst it's Ross Wilson who's got a major input in that so I don't think we can say that the signings is, is all down to him but you know I, I think he's doing okay yeah listen standards and and, and style maybe mm -hmm. a, a little bit uh, sacrifice this moment in time but when you do have a dip the important thing is is to hang on in there just hang on in there, winning games, scraping a few wins, just trying to mm. make sure that you can then turn that form around. And I think he's entitled to have a little bit more time. What do you, what do you think, Mark? The, you know, the, the facts of being just two points behind through to the semi-finals, yes, out of your depth at Champions League level, do you really expect the Rangers board to be asking serious questions of the manager at this point? Jim doesn't. Yes, yes, I do. We've conceded. We're sixteen-one down in the Champions League. We've been destroyed at Celtic Park. The players don't appear to be playing for the manager. He's not inspiring the supporters. The club, I don't think, is moving in the right direction. Um, in terms of yes, I know he's got us into the semi-final, 
that was a that was an epitome the other night, a terrible performance. Um, so, as I say, the fans are were not happy um, because we're not seeing good football, we're not seeing progress, and as, 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 I can only see this going in one way because you, you, we need a manager that has got some charisma that can can get people going. Which which and the reason I brought Gerard into it is because by gosh he had that. So I don't see I don't see Rangers moving in a in an upward spiral. I can only see a, at the moment a downward spiral. Do you think a previous Rangers manager, someone like what the great Walter Smith, would have conceded seven goals to Liverpool? I don't care whether they had Sa- Salah, whoever was in the team, you would just showed up the defence. So I don't see Rangers are moving in a good direction at all. Hugh, whether all fans would go as far as Mark or not, probably not. But you do feel like. Re- Giovanni Van Bronckers could be doing with a seriously convincing and stylish win tomorrow. Without question. Can you take Jim's point. The fact the facts are there and that, that that's the sort of bottom line if you like. But whether it is a comparison with what Celtic are doing or whether it is an acknowledgement that you're Rangers and you should win most games at a bare minimum and then add a bit on top of that. Range every Rangers fan going along tomorrow is expecting a more convincing performance. He had better. Giovanni Van Bronckers had better deliver. Uh, obviously a result that brings three points and with a bit more style than has been evident against uh, Motherwell uh, and against Dundee. But I think Mark made a composed and articulate case for the prosecution, if you like. I listened to last night's Super Scoreboard and I thought the fans were getting much more closer to the bone uh, I also was here with you, Gordon, on the night that the Rangers played Dundee United at Ibrox and the famous word dog meat was used by a Rangers fan. And at that the was game a win as day. well, also. Yeah. Uh, so Mark is a committed Rangers fan who attends Rangers games and it has become evident that there is a groundswell of opinion that whatever Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is doing, it's not enough to satisfy the range of support. Therefore, he is under pressure. And he had better win tomorrow. If he didn't win tomorrow, I shudder to think. He was asked specifically how to do that tomorrow, mm-hmm. Jim. And, and he was he mentioned the word structure a lot. He said, you know, he said it's really important to, to stay within your structure because that allows you to be in the right position to make the best decisions mm-hmm. and so on. He then referenced, of course, that within that, I guess that's the bit that he implements. After that, if a player gets the ball and decides to pass it backwards rather than mm. forwards or decides not to take a man on and, and go for the safe option, where's the balance here between Giovanni Van Bronckhorst needing more, as Mark mm. wants, or Brian Kent needing to up his game? Alfredo Morelos needing to look more interested than he did the other night. The other wide players scoring more. But I think training ground insistence, uh, Gordon. So if you're, for, for instance, Borna Baricic, who takes a fair bit of stick, and I think it's a, a, it's a little bit uncovered, because see Borna Baricic, he gets the ball, he looks forward, and you can see him, he's wanting to play the ball forward, but he's no options. His only options to clip it into a channel, and he would get stick if that just goes out the pitch, mm. or if a defender picked it up. So he then decides, I'll keep possession, turns around, plays square or back. And he does that so many times in the game. So when I say insistence, is that you insist to the players, you demand the players at training, that when Borna Baricic gets it, you are coming at an angle you hear all the same mm-hmm. a triangle right so you, you have a, that little triangle whether it's your midfield player whether it's Lundstrom or whether it's Kamara or whoever is playing in the midfield and they make that angle so mm-hmm. that he can play it forward you say to Ryan Kent you've got two runs to make 
Long and short, short and long. If you can get it to your feet, fine. If you can't, get in behind the fence. So you insist, you demand it, and you work on that training. And that helps, and you, you, you basically do that right throughout the team. So as players get any of these positive habits, you hear it from Postacoglu, he has implemented that style from the day he went into the door. It didn't quite work the first couple of months because the players had to take time to adapt to it, but then it started to click. And I think that that's what Rangers have mm. to get back to is insisting to the players, insisting that the players take on board that. And you've got to have the courage to do that, eyebrows, because there's times when you will give it away, here's, you will make a mistake. Here's my two bobs worth of psychology: Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst have come to this country, and they strike me as two very, very intelligent, articulate men. Mark on the line used the word charisma. Uh, in relation to Steven Gerrard Steven Gerrard won one trophy in three seasons at Rangers So charisma on its own mm. Does not necessarily get you things I think that the composed style of management And the way they conduct themselves off the field With regard to Postacoglu and Van Bronckhurst Some fans look at that and interpret that as weakness Thank you to Mark 01419511025 More calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here I'm not going to do it I'm not doing the countdown Thank goodness for that <laughs> We're three minutes away from VAR I tried my best Three minutes away from VAR Hugh I know you're counting down the minutes uh, To the teams coming out uh, at Easter Road I'm going to give you a full time teaser quickly uh, The Van Man has sent this in I like it I must say Can you name Nine players Currently at a team In the Scottish Premiership Who are on at least Their second spell At that club It does not include loans So can you name Nine players Who are currently At a Scottish Premiership club Who are on at least Their second spell um, Craig Gordon At the club Yes Um, um. Oh, hold on though, hold on, right oh. No, no, it's fine It's just there's a wee caveat Alright Van Man, just to limit the number of answers Van Man says For each of the teams It's it's the most recent example So there might be like, <laughs> lo- like For instance Right, I'll, I'll be I'll be. Uh, there might be two I'll be two up front with you, same, right Same club St. Johnson, for instance uh-huh. There are a few right. So he's talking about the most recent one In, so, like in that example May Is Is not the, is most, not recent the most recent right. one Right, okay, yeah Okay right. Gwen Middleton um, Liam Craig No Let's get away from St Johnson Because there are some more easy ones If you like So Johnny Hayes Yes Well done And we've just been talking about Rangers Any that would jump out there Perhaps Um, uh, Al Al McGregor Al McGregor There we go Okay we'll leave it there Stephen Davis yeah, well, yeah, kind of joint with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get signed at the same time, I think. Yeah. So, can you name the nine players currently at a Scottish Premiership club on at least their second spell at that club? And we're sort of talking about the most recent uh, examples. So, Gordon at Hearts, Martin Johnny Boyle. Hayes, and Martin Boyle as well. Okay, we'll leave it there then. Uh, Alan McGregor and Martin Boyle. Uh, teams about to come out at Easter Road. Um, and. Never let it be said, Hugh, that we've lost sight of the actual football match. Nobody's paying any attention, it no. seems, to who's playing for the teams. <laughs> they want to know who's the ref and who's the VAR. Well, obviously, Hibbs on the back of uh, a 6-1 hiding from Celtic, where 
uh, Lee Johnson took off four players at half time To exhibit his disgust with his team's performance uh, And then started to talk about players in Scotland needing psychologists To help them over the hurdle of playing against Celtic mm. Rangers He needs a result in front of his people at Easter Road And no mention of VAR needed He well. needs three points because when you're on the back of a 6-1 or coming off the back of a 6-1 hiding, you better be better than that in your next game. Well, they also suggested that the Hibs players go and ask Celtics Japanese players what they do and how they go about their business. So we'll find <laughs> out if they've, if they've learned any lessons. Um, important to point out the positives, Jim. Everyone seems very down about VR and how it inevitably uh, will be a mess. Uh, that's the theme of the calls so far. A sellout at Easter Road. They've mm-hmm. they've priced it sensibly. Yeah. It's on a Friday night, and the place is jam packed for a game with no disrespect against St Johnston. Yeah. So that, that's great. That should be no, applauded. Brilliant. I mean, you got to applaud um, the commercial, um, you, you know, staff at Hibernian for their ingenuity there and uh, the fact that the they are looking in this. You know, everyone knows about the cost of living. Uh, you know, so reducing prices and uh, you know do, doing things like that to encourage more fans to come along uh, and a Friday night I think is brilliant and I, I know obviously some other clubs have looking to try uh, you know different different kickoff times I think that's fine Gordon you know you've got to try it you know it, it might not be the case for every week but every now and again I don't think it does any harm to freshen things up and obviously Easter Road tonight a fantastic crowd which will create a, a great atmosphere and that should help again the intensity of the game. Uh, Billy is a Rangers fan on the line. How do you feel about things heading into tomorrow's game, Billy? Uh, let's just say I'm not looking forward to it. No, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, uh, and the last couple of months have been turgid, for want of a better description. Uh, it's been dreadful, some of the football that's been played. But at the same point, no, I mean, when you look at Gio's record, no, I mean, he's probably got an 80% winning record. I mean, he's got us into the final of the European competition. He's also won the Scottish Cup. What, what more do people want? I mean, if there's anybody that should leave Ibrox, it should be Ross Wilson. Because he's the one in between the board that is supposed to negotiate the deals that Gio wants. I don't think Gio got any more than one player that he actually wanted at the start of this season. And to me, the fault lies with the board and Merso. Ross Wilson Football has a simple rule of thumb Things not going well Sack the manager That's the That's the way it has always worked uh, the, the, I do agree With you Billy That um, The signings have been perplexing The amount of game time They get Or do not get uh, And that has become uh, Something with which To beat Giovanni Van Bronckhorst When it's not entirely His remit Not by a long chalk uh, there's just a general unhappiness about Rangers and Billy. You are exemplifying it because you, the word you used was absolutely correct. The football against Dundee was turgid. The football against Motherwell was turgid. The football against Liverpool, we better draw a veil over that one. Uh, and that's why I say that the the, the short mm. waves from Liverpool are still reverberating over everyone at Ibrooks. Mainly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst As you well know though Jim The role of director of football uh, Sporting director or whatever uh, guys you want to use That's designed for continuity So you're mm-hmm. almost like you're meant to keep changing the manager And keep mm-hmm. that guy in place yeah. Rather than 
Keeping sacking your, your your sporting director or your director yeah. of football—that's not to say they can't lose their job, but yeah. you know that's the, the idea, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Billy was you know referring to as well was was it was last January you know there were some players come in and a couple of players come in loan it didn't quite click for for those players. I think at the the start when when the likes of Tillman came in a young young guy for for, for Bayern Munich and and. and Looked at the very start as if well he's an exceptional player. Obviously Matondo and and guys like that they're still young. They're, they're you know they're they're still finding their feet a little bit. I think if you're playing at the top of your game, then people are a little bit more forgiving in terms of giving you a bit more time. But if it isn't working, then people are going to make those judgments very very quickly. Obviously John Shooter get injured. I think Ben Davis has been a terrific signing, and I think he's just he will get better and better. Um, obviously, Yilmaz hasn't again played the other night there, but hasn't had a lot of, a lot of game time. So th- there are questions to be asked um, regarding you know the quality of the players who can make an immediate impact rather than perhaps potential and uh, developing those type of players. But you're right, Gordon, is it, and that Ross his job is to look at the the big picture of how they see players developing that Rangers. Whereas Giovanni has to get both results and performances straight away, or it'll be some other manager that'll be that'll be um, getting the benefit of those players. Um, I mean, Billy, what what players in particular then are not impressing you? You seem to be focused on a new, you know, kind of new signings recruitment, which is understandable. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of frustration at some of the guys that have been there a bit longer, like Ryan Kent, for instance, Alfredo Morelos the other night. Yeah, as I mean, never two main culprits. They're the ones that you expect to miss fate. But it's a bad day when a thirty-seven-year-old guy is a man of the match. You know what I mean? And in all honesty, I like Tillman. I think he's a fantastic player. You know what I mean? Some he's he'll get the ball. It doesn't matter whether he's getting back to anybody or not. The terms that he can do are superb. Also, we've got half a team missing. No, I mean, when the likes of Kamar Roof and Haji and Goldson and Alec Lowry come back, no, I mean, it's, it's an entirely different kettle of fish. But Geo's, he's, he's an easy target. No, I mean, it's easy for everybody to blame Giovanni Van Bronckhurst instead of blaming the likes of the board or I, Ross Wilson. Well, yeah, Hugh, just quickly, there were some updates on that today that they said Giovanni Van Bronckhurst said the Conor Goldson diagnosis not quite as bad as they thought. Yeah. So looking at January. Uh, Yilmaz a bit of a doubt for tomorrow but might be okay that was just quickly to clear that up I think first of all I'd like to say of Stephen Davis the 37 year old that uh, Billy references there I think it is a tribute to Stephen Davis um, who's the consummate professional that no matter the circumstances no matter his age no matter fixture log jams or whatever Stephen Davis is there for you Uh, so that is a tribute to his professionalism. I think Rangers, one of the mistakes that Rangers have made, they've hung on to Kent and to Morelos too long. There were occasions when they could have got good money for them. You wouldn't get good money if you sold the two of them as a pair now. The, the, you know, no one's interested in them. Um, they, they're not English Premiership material. They used to be, uh, but Rangers have cost themselves a fair bit of money by hanging on to them for too long. I think Billy's got a couple of points though. But I mean, like so Tom Lawrence, who was, was exceptional yep. when he came in at first, has been injured. Obviously, John Shooter got injured very, very early. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Davis wasn't fit when he first came. Obviously, Connor Golson is now injured. The young Alex Lowry was definitely going to be a a player I think was going to be involved heavily with the first team this year. Um, you know, there, there's a, a number, uh, certainly a number of reasons why it's not quite quick, uh, clicked uh, for Rangers. 
But I, I do think that, you know, Billy's right there at the top end of the pitch, which is always the hardest. I mean, Kolac has been a fantastic signing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he might not catch you in every game other than when he puts the ball in the back of the net. But that's worth his weight in gold. But I think people are looking for even more. They, every time I hear somebody mention, ah, he doesn't really link up the play. He doesn't really do this. Yeah. I'm like, well, what does he do? Sticks the ball in the back of the net. So, you know, his goal record is, is outstanding. So I, I don't think that the those, I mean, Billy mentioned his sale, likes to tell me he's a, a good young player. I don't think it's quite as bad as as maybe some would perceive just now, but that's because a lot of them aren't available or haven't been available. Uh, it's quite hard to predict the team in a way, Billy, isn't it? You know, you're saying you, you said you weren't that excited about tomorrow. You know, made changes the other night. I think most people felt Yilmaz looked pretty good, but then as he's struggling with a knock, does Barisic come back in? Most people on the phone said Morelos didn't do enough The midfield changes quite a lot The wide men change quite a lot Kent's not informed but he still tends to play Is there? Does there need to be more consistency with it? I know a lot I mean I would, I would bring Charlie McCann into the midfield uh, Before I'd give Ryan Kent a game no, I mean Ryan Kent the, the, Either him or Morelos Haven't they signed a, an extension to their contract So I, if they don't want to be there What's the point in playing them? I mean, because they're, all, they're they're going to go for nothing anyway. We're not going to get anything, and once they go, we're going to have to play with them anyway. So we're as well as bedding in, Char- i.e., Charlie McCann and Zach Lovelace, something like that. I mean, bring some of the younger boys in here. But as I said, once once the other players come back, it'll be a different ballgame. Yep, it'll be interesting few weeks ahead. That's for sure. Thank you very much to Billy uh, in Milton on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Five and a half minutes in No more than that Sorry Hugh We're about seven minutes in um, well, Maybe even more To the VAR era Sticking to the football First of all <laughs> Hibs are Giving St John's now Going over uh, And Are Constantly buzzing about uh, In the St John's penalty area So I don't think um, David Marshall At the other end Has touched the ball yet uh, So from a football perspective Hibs are Bossing the game and from a VAR perspective, not a sausage so far. <laughs> Good. That's yeah. that's what it's. Hopefully, it's in. You know, maybe the refs will just get everything right, Jack. That, that's exactly what I was thinking, Gordon. The refs are that say, good. You don't need the VAR. You know, the biggest, the most dramatic sight is when the ref goes over to the monitor. Mm-hmm. But did they, did they not reckon that's about a one in every three games? Yeah, I mean, again, so might not, maybe I think don't one of the callers says you've not to give all the stats for the VAR. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, you used to see this, um, you know, imaginary yellow card or red card getting up from players and managers. Everybody hated it and detested it. Now you see, even the fans, as soon as the camera pans to the fans, <laughs> you see the little TV screen getting done. Everybody wants that now. So yeah, it's a, it's a game of charades as well as, uh, as football now. But it's so far in the first six or seven minutes, uh, nothing contentious to report Yeah nothing doing so far We're on the full time teaser We're looking for Nine players currently at a club In the Scottish Premiership Who are on at least Their second spell at the club Not including loan moves uh, If there's like multiple examples Of kind of gone for the most recent one But we won't Split hairs about that too much So for the instance referee, I think sorry Just booking I think uh, Martin Boyle for diving So this will be interesting See that'll be the first VAR call I would well, imagine yeah, It'll be a penalty box incident mm-hmm. So does Martin Boyle think He should have had a penalty Yeah Well, well then again, it'll get checked is, Won't it? it You'll see, you see as I say right there Then he just throws himself to the ground yeah. And uh, Kevin Clancy Gives a yellow card to Martin Boyle So yeah First big decision for the VAR And the referee Right call for you On the on-field decision mm-hmm. Yes 
Yeah, I think so because I think that Martin Boyle is actually just looking a bit sheepish. Uh, yeah, and again, there yeah, we are. Check over, Kevin. Glad we are. Footballing yeah, yeah. history See? made in Scotland. Mm-hmm. How. Underwhelming. <laughs> and by the way, the referee got it right, so he gave exactly. him 100%. Kevin Clancy uh, stuck his finger to his ear, and then on he yeah. went. There we go. No penalty. Louis Moult. Uh, Louis Moult. Louis Moult, yes. I'm at Stephen O'Donnell too, but that's not. Yeah, Louis Moult, well Louis done. Moult. Back at Motherwell for a second yeah, spell. Exactly. Is that um, great? The first ever VAR decision in Scottish football proves that you're a cheap. <laughs> so cynical It's true though but yeah. anyway, to gain an we'll, advantage We'll leave it there We'll get the rest of the answers Lots of people are sending answers in Including Craig Beatty Your old pal on oh, here Beats. It's, his, it's the Craig Beatty derby tomorrow of course Isn't it? Mm. Hearts against Celtic yeah. He's chucked a couple of names in there That you don't have yet So we'll try and get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're now 15 minutes in uh, Over that in fact At Easter Road And that one piece of VAR drama If you can call it that um, Kevin Clancy Booked Martin Boyle For diving And the Check backed it up I think that's, that, that's really good For Kevin Clancy The referee Because imagine It proved the referee To be wrong mm-hmm. Inside the first 10 minutes of the game mm-hmm. So It will uh, Regulate Kevin Clancy's breathing For the remainder of evening well, yeah. listen, there's never any shortage of talking points So if you need even more of a football fix after this show Make sure you check out the big Scottish football podcast With Cole Robert, it's our pals in here Stephen Mill uh, and Ewan Cameron Bringing you an SPFL review every Monday it, uh, every, every time it says special guests on my sheet But I mean, Hugh's been on it, so well, it's that it's a level. Gift. Uh, they don't come more, more, more exactly. Uh, the man behind the Twitter account, Old Firm Facts, he's on it this week. Adam Miller. Um, it's available on all your usual podcast platforms. Uh, so please do check out the Big Scottish Football Podcast, brought to you by Cole Robert, the diamond cut alloy specialists, which means nothing to a man who doesn't have a car in Correct. Hugh Evans. But to the rest of us, a very important service. But I know many people who do have cars. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> certainly do. He's got his own chauffeurs dotted all over the country. Yeah, well, you're one of them tonight, yes, of I would imagine. <laughs> anyway, uh, still goalless Hibs against St Johnson. It's been a lively enough start, though, I have to say. How are you faring on this teaser? The van man sent it in. Can you name nine players in the Scottish Premiership who are in at least their second spell currently at their club? For instance, Martin Boyle at Hibs, Craig Gordon at Hearts, Louis Moult at Motherwell. You've got Alan McGregor at Rangers, Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen. If there are multiple examples, we're just going to pick in the most recent one just to make it a bit easier. I must say though, van man's got on here that it doesn't include loans. And I think that invalidates one of his answers. But we'll just yeah. listen. It's Friday yeah. night. We'll just yeah, we'll be relaxed about it. Do you get any during the break? Do you, I think I think we think that um, it's either Kyle Lafferty or Alan Power. I'll give you either either of them. Yeah, I mean Kyle Lafferty it does for me. And just because Power's I'm watching fine. the Jordan game, Jordan Jones as well. You know, Jordan Jones, yeah, and I went, and I just seen uh, because he just his face just come up on on camera there a few minutes. Helps. Dre Wright from Dre Wright. Uh, it was at Hibs and obviously yeah. it was at, uh, but he wasn't in loan uh, to. To St John's went back again So that's what I thought Maybe but that's the reason Why I was We're giving you like I've chucked the rules Out the window okay. I think right How many so is that I, I think that's eight I think is it Yeah I didn't write down Molt That's why and I think eight Craig Gordon Johnny Hayes Alan McGregor Martin Boyle Louis Molt Either Kyle Lafferty And mm-hmm. Wright Is that, is that? Okay Okay uh, no, I've still got two more seven for you. Nine, yeah, I've nine. got two more. So because I'm, I'm saying Kyle Lafferty. I know. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got two more clubs, mm-hmm. if you like. Two more clubs. Kevin Clancy's been giving uh, some 
some stern lectures out as well. So so far, no no trips to the pitch side monitor or anything like that. Is that not a booking there? Mm, yeah, really. I don't think so. I mean, VAR I, doesn't look at bookings. I, remember, yeah, no. yeah. I, I I don't think so. I mean, he slid down, and sometimes a player plays the ball, but it wasn't overly aggressive. It wasn't too dangerous. I, I think it was just a purely time challenge, but nothing nothing more than that. Um, it's not all about VAR this weekend, Hugh. It's going to be hard to get away from it at times. I mean, what a fixture Hearts v Celtic is at the yeah. best of times. There's always big talking points in that, and now now you throw that into the mix. So. If Kevin Clancy doesn't take a trip to the monitor tonight The focus then shifts to Tynecastle tomorrow lunchtime But Celtic are playing so well Ten goals in their last two games They've got their mojo back as they say But I was looking Because I have time on my hands (laughs) I was looking at a rerun of Aberdeen Hearts from last weekend Hearts could and should have scored Three, maybe four goals at Pataudry They were guilty of incredible misses it can't be so wasteful against Celtic or Celtic will punish them. Uh, but it's a very, very good fixture. I'm trying to ignore VAR because it's not worth talking about until the referee is obliged to go and check. I think it will be in Celtic's favour at Tynecastle tomorrow. Tynecastle has not been good for Hearts this season. They've gone out of the Cup there, the Premier Cup, to Kilmarnock. Uh, in Europe, they've lost bags of goals at Tynecastle. Albeit to quality opposition like Fiorentina But Celtic I would imagine start firm favourites Now Giovanni Van Bronckers getting it From all directions from the Rangers supporters However There is a sequence of results Which puts Rangers back on top of the league At 5 o'clock tomorrow So the pressure's on Celtic to Pick up where they left off at Fir Park Midweek yes. And play their football And they are much better than Hearts I, I who think also get injuries I think Celtic will win relatively comfortable uh, Tinker because they just should certainly because Hearts have got nowhere near the strongest they haven't had any for a number of weeks every single week there seems to be another two players missing they've mm-hmm. not had any defenders and no matter how big a squad you've got how you know how organised you can be you need players playing in the right positions yeah. and they've been playing full backs at centre back pretty much you know for the last couple of months and the results have shown that, that you know that, that that's not been good enough so I think it was Alec Cochran said that they, they want to be more aggressive and in their face and take a few bookings so that might be a wee bit of a warning sign for Celtic that they're wanting to make it ultra competitive but I think Celtic have too much class going forward to and, and give Hearts too many problems That's the PR person's nightmare Hugh because Alex Cochran's a sort of nice wee quiet guy yeah. and he's probably said it sort of tongue in cheek if you see it written down yeah. um, or you take its literal meaning it sounds like he's got plans to go and kick Celtic players all up and down but the place also, I'm with, not sure. with VAR in place mm-hmm. it's a reckless tactic because you will be caught Big Brother is watching you mm-hmm. uh, I, I think ah, the bookings are fine he'll yeah. say but different story at uh, Ibrooks. I think David Martindale must be aware that the crowd have started to turn on Rangers. So the more you can do to frustrate the crowd, the better for you. Uh, and the, the Rangers players, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he, managers have told me for decades you cannot turn form on like a switch. So Rangers have got to somehow snap out of the last three turgid displays in a row uh, and give the crowd something to cheer about yeah I mean Jim we do say that every week but I wonder if it's really really true tomorrow you've heard the Rangers fans Mm. if Livy can 
irk them mm. early on or, or sorry cause Rangers to irk their own fans that certainly gives you a better chance doesn't it oh absolutely and, and living a decent side and they're a good, a good position in the league and uh, you know David Martindale was very confident in these players and you know I've seen them a, 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 over the last couple of weeks twice actually and you know they're, they're, they're strong they're physical but they can pass the ball and listen common mm. sense would tell you try and keep the Rangers crowd quite, uh, quiet for the first 20 minutes and see if they turn Great fixtures all across the game, uh, the table tomorrow. Kilmarnock, Ross County, Motherwell, Aberdeen, St Mirren, Dundee United. Scottish football's had its first use of VAR. Kevin Clancy booked Martin Boyle for diving in the box, and it was the right call from the referee. So well done to him. Still goalless there. Uh, I should point out all this week we've been giving away tickets to the Billie Jean King Cup by Gainbridge. Nice tennis event taking place at the Emirates. Uh, to the contestant who came on beat the pundit. Now. Logistical challenge tonight Because the contestant Brian was from Canada So we drew out the hat From all the other callers And the Demon Livingston Well done to you Right you've got two more On this teaser Players in their second spell At their club here I'm thinking one Bruce Anderson That Livy nope. Was he no there There is a Livy one I thought he was there last He's year He's also played with Ayr and Stranraer And Fermlin It's quite a tough one Jackson Longridge all right, okay. And the Didn't one I'm not, the one I'm not, the one I'm not sure about because I'm pretty sure his first spell at Dundee United was alone. In fact, no, I know it was alone. Who's back at Dundee United then in the the loosest sense? Um, I think he's injured recently. Did I read that this morning? Charlie Mulgrew. Charlie Mulgrew. Still goalless. Then whatever happens with VAR tonight, we'll look back on it tomorrow. We're on at twelve noon. Fantastic games to look forward to. With that added drama that perhaps might come. With the video assistant referees, Scottish Cup games as well. It's not to be missed. GBX up next.